Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hello and welcome to the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. The new Chad. Yeah. Pew pew. Pew pew. <laughs> and of course my partner Bo Matthews. Otherwise known as Pew. <laughs> <laughs> or Pewy. Peppy Le Pew. <laughs> and joining us this week, carrying over, putting in a little overtime after we just recorded uh, this week's radio show, is the former mayor of Ferguson, James Knowles. Mayor, once again, thanks for uh, taking time out and continuing this conversation with us. Oh, thank you. You bet. Uh, so if you if you haven't, if you didn't hear the the radio show this weekend... And you haven't downloaded that podcast yet. It's, it's a, right above this yeah, one. It's a good idea <laughs> to listen to that show and listen to the 10 or 15 minutes that we talked with the mayor um, on the show because it kind of leads us up to the point of the discussion that we're in right now. And I kind of want to jump right back into a, a point that you were making, Mayor, about um, uh, the way that the riots in Ferguson and other cities around the country were covered by the media and uh, juxtapose that against the way it uh, we saw those same people covering the the Capitol riots. And I make this point not to justify anybody. I make this point to say that criminals are criminals. And that's kind of the point we made at the end of the show there. Uh, we were saying, you know, it doesn't you it doesn't matter if you feel righteous in your cause. Once you're burning down a building or breaking windows, or breaking into somebody's office or whatever, you've lost your you've lost your righteous message. You are now doing something that you shouldn't do, and we can't cover or make excuses for one group that does that has bad behavior and doesn't have uh, in one group that we don't agree with for the for the exact same uh, behavior. And uh, I I mentioned you guys off the air. Our friend Gabe Pfeiffer, Saint John the Philosopher, Saint John the Philosopher YouTube channel. His latest video really points that hypocrisy out. And you mentioned Don Lemon, Mayor. He has this uh, clip in there where Don Lemon, uh, while covering uh, the the riots, I think in Minneapolis, said this is how this country was started, like by violently overthrowing government. And and so he was saying, you know, like this is this is what it, this is what it looks like. This is what fighting for your cause looks like so you know don't judge these people I mean, too harshly that's such, a, that's such a bastardization of history yeah. to say things like that listen it, to this one listen to this one one good more good thing we're on a podcast because now i don't have to watch yeah. my mouth <laughs> that is much. correct you don't uh listen to this one um chris cuomo said 
while covering those same uh, riots, most major movements at some point have come into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge these people. If that's not making cover for rioters, I don't know what is. That's what it is. And I would say and I would say this country has already been through that pain, whatever that looks like. Nobody, you know, we, we weren't there. Nobody living today was there. And if that's what he, you know, pictures in his mind when he reads history, this country's already been there. This is not where we are at. Yeah. This is not where yeah. we should be at anyway. Yeah. And I don't look at and I don't look at anything that happened in Ferguson or Seattle or Portland or Minneapolis or anywhere else that's been hit by these tragic riots or what happened at the Capitol a few weeks ago. I don't look at any of those actions and think to myself, oh, it's kind of like the Boston Tea Party. Like, no, none of this. None of th- no. I, that does not draw a correlation to uh, the, the American Revolution and, and, you know, overthrowing an evil government and, and restoring justice to the world. It's give me a break. Tony, the thing that I always tell people in general, and you don't, you certainly don't see it in the media, uh, mainstream media, but we just oftentimes don't have clear perspective when looking at events or analyzing events. I, you know, I, I've been fairly quiet on Facebook just because, you know, I've got friends that are extreme on both sides and I just no reason to even interject myself into what is an unwinnable conversation, even if you have something pithy or smart or or you know something to say that mm-hmm. might add perspective to it because they don't want to hear perspective Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. you know I, I kept wanting to make a meme that just said like you know the guy with the the viking outfit like <laughs> this guy is not sam adams like i, I wanted to, I just, <laughs> the best meme would be this guy is not sam adams and he's also not adolf hitler can we both sides agree to that right, right. Yeah. he did not lead the boston tea party and he did not lead the munich beer hall push you know revolution in germany like if you can agree to both of that like he's literally a member of the barnum and bailey circus like that's what that is and let's get past it but let's also recognize without using this you know term that's overused today the what about isms you know let's also recognize that talking about the relationship with what happened today or this month with what happened over the last four years is not is not the, the purpose of it is not to dispel like well you did it so we can do it the purpose is we have to recognize mm-hmm. that one group did it and has been doing it and it has been normalized it was only a matter of time before another extreme decided well we're going to do it now and it should be fine yeah you know mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't make any of it right. It just we have to recognize it is what it is. I mean, you have kids, Tony. I mean, if I let my daughter keep picking on my son, and at some point he's going to smack her back, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, right, both of your asses are, <laughs> are in trouble." Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, and, and we just have to be, you know, we we as a if we if we can't be honest about that, then then we're never going to bring the temperature down. If you're going to yeah. keep saying, "Well, you know, we were right to burn stuff down." And you guys, yeah, you keep making cover. And by the way, yeah, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make you seem so much more evil than you know whatever clown show happened. You know, you guys were insurrectionists. I mean, that's that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Another another clip from Gabe's video. Another clip from Gabe's video. Look different. To make your point was uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, in a press conference after one of the Washington D.C. riots where statues were torn down in the Capitol. 
um, she says to the reporter that asked her the question, she shrugs her shoulders and said, I don't care too much about statues. And then she went on to say, people are going to do what they do. Like, right. Like, that's incredible. Bo, go ahead. Let's just cancel our history. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, but to, that's to shrug the your shoulders part. and say, hey, people are going to do what they want to do because they are, quote, unquote, on your side, you know, and, and, and to the, like the mayor said, you know, uh, uh, kind of covering for their violence and then seeing violence, very similar uh, actions taken in the same city by a different group and, and judge them differently, harshly differently. It's just not that's not productive. I'm sorry, Bo. Go ahead. Well, Bo, Bo, you're, you're right. You got to cancel the history so that they can rewrite it, though. That's uh, the problem. Well, <laughs> let's let's talk about 1984 from George Orwell. I know. Isn't it exactly. ironic that a lot of people? Isn't it ironic that a lot of people are are referencing that book? Um, because you know all these things that you know people are afa- afraid of. It's because they have been done in the history of this world. And we've seen where it has gone down that road before. So that's why I feel that the Patriots are like, hold on here. Hold on here. Why are you tearing down that Christopher Columbus statue? Why are you tearing down? But they don't even have a reason. They don't even know why they're doing it. That's the crazy thing. Uh, you know, I've, there's a lot of people that say, you know, oh, the sheep will do anything. The sheep will do anything. You know, I'm not a shepherd and I'm not a sheep. And I just, I, I think I'm just a bystander watching it happen in front of me. I'm like, but I don't know what to do as a, as an American. I, what do you do when you look at the election that uh, you know that just happened in November, and all of the evidence that supposedly happened didn't make a difference? If a thousand people witnessed Michael Brown being shot, and all of it was thrown out, that's the kind of situ- situation we're in right now. I believe, don't you? Yeah, no, I, you know, we still to this day listen to our now vice president you know, every year on the anniversary and Cory Booker and others, you know, retweet and post things that are demonstrably false. Proven to be false. Proven to be false. You know, re, re, repost statements or, you know, make statements, you know, on their own that they continue to per, or perpetuate a narrative that has been proven false by federal and local investigations, by eyewitnesses who testified in the grand jury. And, they don't they don't see any problem with this they have a problem with with people who made complaints about the election and our president you know retweeting things which you know may or may not have been accurate and causing a disturbance well they they're the ones that are also stoking the flames mm-hmm. literally yeah. all summer long and, and over the past several years uh, you know Bob, just a quote that i'm sure you'd love you may already know it but harry s truman one of my favorite quotes is, the only thing new in this world is the history that you didn't know. And mm. it's something that I've always believed in. I've always been a history buff. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, people in people like you and I and Tony and others who understand this stuff, I mean, that's why we get upset about it. People, yeah. you know, we talk about sheep. I, I, I refer to a lot of these people as lemmings. You know, they would literally follow some of these clowns right off a cliff. They don't need mm-hmm. to be herded. Um, James, I wanted to they, ask you. I wanted to. It's com- unbelievable. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. ask you about um, a conversation that you and I have had off the air um, as we've watched, you know, the 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 actions of, uh, in the Capitol in the last couple of weeks and in the response to it um, in Ferguson when your city 
was destroyed by rioters. Afterwards, what direction did the FBI, if any, the DOJ, if any, uh, local, your, your local police department, county, you know, just law enforcement in general, how were those investigations um, carried out? Were you, was there an attempt to bring the people to justice? Because what we see now, obviously, is, you know, the pictures are put on television and we're, t- and, you know, the uh, broadcasts around the country. Here's the telephone number. If you recognize somebody breaking the law here, turn them into the FBI so they can be held accountable, which I have no problem with. I am completely fine. I'm not yeah. saying that that's a bad thing. I am completely fine with that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that same search for holding people accountable in other situations. What was the biggest differences or just any background that, you know, what was it like for you trying to find the people that, you know, tore down your city? Did, did Was there a, was it, did they, did you even look for them? Did people even try to hold these people accountable? So, so I'll give the federal government, or I'll give you the FBI, the credit maybe that it deserves prior to, and you don't hear about this, and I think you don't hear about it because they don't want people to realize how serious it was in Ferguson. The days and weeks leading up to the actual riot, um, they were arresting people across the country, people who were building bombs, making bombs, acquiring components for bombs, getting transportation to bring rioters here. I mean, they were literally arresting people like off, like getting on a plane in LaGuardia, you know, and, and the FBI, their in, intel units. I went down there and, and, and got to tour all this while it was going on. They did a tremendous job. Now, of course, you know, what the mainstream media wants to tell you is that, you know, what happened in Ferguson was just a bunch of Ferguson residents who were upset about Michael Brown. That was a, that's a joke. I mean, those riots were people from all over the country. They arrested people from all over the world, literally, mm-hmm. who were there. There were people that wow. came there to cause – who were, you know, anarchists and, you know, uh, there was there was a whole slew of people. And there was people who were just there, uh, you know, from St. Louis too, no doubt. Um, right. When it was all said and done, the local police definitely did do a lot of work to try to identify people who were in stores who said arsons. You know, you know, there was a, a concerted effort on that part. I don't know how much the feds really got involved in that after the fact. What about the media? I mean, I think and, – and the media too. You know, I think for a lot of them, the opinion in their mind was um, let's not stoke the flames. You know, let's, let's not – you know, it's over. They did it one night. It's done. You know, we're not going to – uh, you know, go after everybody and necessarily involved. That's the impression I get. I mean, there was, like I said, the county police did a great job uh, going after people who did some serious damage. There was a lot of um, arrests before, but I don't know how they clearly didn't, uh, you know, post everybody's picture up all over the media for yeah. the next, you know, six days, yeah, six they weeks, didn't put six picture, months. Exactly. That's, yeah, they people. didn't put pictures that up. Didn't, yeah. That didn't happen. And, and, you know, the other thing I'll say is, and perfect example about this, I mean, a gentleman, Michael Brown's stepfather, stood on a car mm-hmm. in the middle of downtown Ferguson yep. and said to burn this bitch down. And then they did, literally yeah, and then, right after and that. Then I mean, it, they, they and then turned it got around burned and started down. burning it down. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Bob McCullough told the whole world that, well, there's no such law against inciting a riot. However, we did extradite. In the 80s, late 80s, we did extradite Axel Rose from New York to St. Louis for inciting a riot. 
So Axel Rose was prosecuted and convicted in the state of Missouri for inciting a riot for getting out of hand at Riverport. And, and President and Trump, was, and Trump was impeached for inciting a riot Trump, after Trump giving a speech. Trump was impeached for inciting a riot. Yeah. Over give, yeah, after giving a speech in which he said, be peaceful <laughs> and, you know, be peaceful and patriotic, you know, but that's inciting a riot. I mean, it just goes to show what we all know is a double standard, but it's it's unfortunate that we we continue to play down the events this summer and we pump up the events that are going on right now that will continue to drive a wedge. And, you know, for all the talk of unity yesterday during the inauguration, the truth of the matter is you can't talk about unity while also demonizing the other people. You know, well, if you want to come on our side, we'll open our arms up. But, you know, if you want to think differently than us or if you want to act differently, really they're not acting any different than the way that people acted this summer. Yeah. And it should be universally condemned, not just, uh, you know, pointing fingers on one side or the other. Amen. So. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, the uh, organization, the term Black Lives Matter. I, I was under the impression it started in Ferguson, but it actually didn't. Uh, in, in what I found online was actually in 2013 uh, concerning Trayvon Martin. That's when the hashtag Black Lives Matter started as just a, a, a hashtag, right? Yeah. But at what point kind did of the organization... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when at what at what point uh, and who put together that organization? I, I I don't know. Have you ever had a sit down with the representatives of Black Lives Matter, Mayor? Mm. No, in St. Louis we have a couple different organizations. We have uh, Organization of Black Struggle, uh, and they've been around. They're called OBS. Um, now the ironic part about OBS, I'll tell you this: so Organization of Black Struggle has been around for a long time. Um, uh, there's you know a number of you know, people that have been involved that have been involved in St. Louis city politics for a long time. Um, OBS in the police world, because I started off my career as a police dispatcher when I was in college. OBS is the code they use on the radio for being crazy. <laughs> so the cops love to laugh at that all the time because this organization, you know, calls himself OBS and then, you know, the police laugh because yeah. that means something different in police world. Right. But, they don't use um, that term anymore. Which one? OBS. Oh, they, don't? they don't because it meant it's with something about the brain, so they phased it out. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Ah, but, well, uh, and, and yeah, let's be honest. Years since I was a dispatcher. So. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Go ahead, Bob. Well, uh, B and BLM, the, the the letters BLM is Bureau of Land Management. There's a way to change the uh, history of uh, just an acronym like that. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure. At this point, I think every acronym can be, you can find multiple different, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But in St. In St. Louis, I've, I mean, I've sat down with, and keep in mind at the time, I'm not sure that Black Lives Matter was an incorporated organization yet at that point. Maybe it was, maybe it right. wasn't. Um, but the people on the ground, there was a lot of local groups like, like Organization of Black Struggle. Mm -hmm. uh, you had um, people involved with the um, Nation of Islam, uh, and I, I've met with a lot of those guys. I, Were I met there with, officially Black Panthers in Ferguson? Because I know that there, that there, there was, was reported yeah. that there were, and there were definitely people that I saw personally that, you know, were dressed as and represented themselves as Black Panthers, but I, you know, I, you know, I didn't know if so that there's was... a new Black Panther Party, which is which broke away from the Black Panthers, and they're supposed to be more radical. Hmm. I sat down. I mean, I sat down and had lunch, you know, on multiple occasions 
with the leader of that group. I mean, so there, the, the thing about it is the, it's such a disjointed effort. And, and I think BLM probably was a, establishing that as an organization was really a way to try to bring a lot of more focus under one umbrella. But a lot of this is so disjointed and they compete with each other and they fight with each other. I've sat in those rooms where they, where we tried to talk about what the solution was they wanted to go forward and listen to them fight with each other. It was astounding. I mean, it was clear why they weren't getting anywhere (laughs) because they couldn't (laughs) agree on a lot of things to begin with, but there was a lot of good conversations that you could have with individual people when you get a group of them together, you know, whether activists or otherwise, it seemed like it was hard to pinpoint uh, actionable things to do. And that's always the thing, you know, you go out there and say, I want equality. Okay, what does that mean? Well, what do you want to accomplish? I can't legislate equality among people. I can't legislate equity unless you're talking about a specific policy goal. When you get to that point, it usually all falls apart. And it's easier for them to stand in front of a group of people and get them wound up than it is to actually sit with a small group and figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hey, Mayor, why we don't see a lot of progress. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Bo. Uh, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up, but mayor, uh, you're still a resident of Ferguson. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and do years. you feel that, and do you feel that Ferguson is healed uh, to a better place at this point, uh, since, uh, 26 to 2014. You know, I think, um, I think it's tough, you know, just when we think we feel like we've gotten past a lot of those things, um, you know, things happen other places and then Ferguson gets brought into it. Mm -hmm. And so we just, we just keep having the scab ripped open. You know, it's bad enough to do it every year on the anniversary. Um, but now it becomes, you know, all summer long, uh, you know, problems. Other places bled over to Ferguson. There were problems in Florissant, and they had to come to Ferguson too. Then they tried to burn our police department down, and you know, we're handcuffed, you know, figuratively speaking, by the Department of Justice because everything we do, we have federal moder- uh, federal monitors looking over our shoulders, um, which means, you know, uh, everything we do is uh, not only is it scrutinized, but we just we take the safe route back. You know, we, uh, you know, we had damage done uh, to our police department, a significant damage this past year. Um, we didn't have anything go on in Ferguson. Um, and it's unfortunate because every time, you know, every time the spring comes, you know, the farmer's market starts up, everybody's back out, people with differing viewpoints, opinions, religions, colors, you know, creeds. We all get out there and we, we act as, as um, a community. The, the concerts start, it becomes a, you know, the feel of communities there. And then this stuff happens. And then it's just ripping the scab off. And so um, I, I don't know. I mean, if the nation is sort of seemingly getting worse, um, it's really hard to say that it's getting better in Ferguson. Yeah. And it certainly was for a while, but this renewed. Uh, effort and then Ferguson being dragged into it, you know, is not making that uh, kind of always is take a step happen. forward and then take two steps back kind of situation. It seems as such. Yeah, so, absolutely. Mayor, yeah, I, you, I don't want the okay, metaphor. But, no, I was just going to say the metaphor of ripping the scab off is exactly mm-hmm, what it is. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm a I'm a scab picker from way back. So, so I could we I, there's so many more things that I would like to talk to you about, Mayor. So we're gonna have to have you back on, but I I, I don't want to go uh, too much longer. Um, so hopefully we'll get a chance to pick up this conversation again with you in the very near future. Um, before we wrap this up, last question. Um, I know that there. I know that this solving this problem of pro, peaceful protests developing into violent riots is a complicated issue with a lot of you know. There's a lot of emotions and a lot of issues all wrapped up in it. So there's no simple answer. I think that a good start would be what we have talked about: have treating every all of these things equally, whether it's in Washington D.C., Seattle, Minneapolis, or Ferguson. We need to we need to we need to uh, uh, prosecute, investigate, do everything. We it needs to be equal across the board. I, I think that's a I think that's a good start. Do you have any ideas? Do you have a, a, a like what would be a good start, a good way to try to uh, begin addressing these issues and and stopping them and stopping the violence? I think you're absolutely right. I think it has to start with uh, recognizing that what really binds us together is, you know, the law. And, you know, it's just like anybody playing a game, right? You, you're playing a game, there's a set of rules, you operate within them. And we have to recognize there is a system for changing the rules. And, uh, you know, people need to recognize that if, if you're upset because of the rules, you know, then there's a way, a process to change them. There wasn't a process for people in 1775 to change the rules. You know, that's why they had a revolution. You know, people who don't like the rules today have a process to change them. And, you know, it cannot be that you can, you yourself or you and a group of people can decide to go above and beyond the rules out of some sort of righteous indignation. If we treated everybody the same, then we could focus on the conversation about what it is that people are hurting about. And, and we need to start rebuilding faith in those processes. We need to build faith in um, our system because nobody's going to have faith if the system isn't working. And then the answer is chaos because that's just going to breed more chaos. You have to bring it back down to everybody's operating within the system. Let's have a conversation yeah. about how the system works. Yeah. Everybody's got to play everybody. by the same rules. And if, exactly. you, and if you don't like the rules, change the rules. But there's a there's a peaceful process in place to make that happen. I think that's uh, and you may not always win. I mean, it's just right. People right. got to learn to lose. You know. I mean, I was a yeah. great. I mean, I, many years ago, I, I loved. I was a wrestler. I was a great, you know, athlete. I won most of the time, but I didn't always win, and it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to learn to lose. Yeah. And I've been involved in politics a long time, and yeah. You know, I've and been just with because the right, you lose, the, just because you lose one fight or one battle, doesn't mean that your your cause is dead. You can continue to represent, you know, whatever cause and fight for whatever cause you uh, feel passionate about. But we've absolutely. got to we've got to um, equally address these issues when they arise, no matter what um, 
and no matter what cause they they're hiding behind when they when they maybe, break maybe out this and... is the problem with giving everybody a participant trophy these days. <laughs> Nobody learns how to properly win. Or See, lose. that's a whole. I told you, there's so many discussions that we continue to have. So uh, I hope we get a <laughs> chance to talk to you again. Yeah, I hope we we get you back on real soon. That is James Knowles, the former mayor of Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, James, always great to talk with you, my friend. Uh, thanks for all thanks, your time Dad. today. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Alrighty. All right, that'll do it for this week's podcast exclusive. Yeah, great stuff there from the mayor. Great discussion. Uh, once again, if you didn't, if you haven't already for some reason uh, listened to the show podcast, the beginning of the conversation with the mayor that we had on the air this week, uh, make sure you you download the podcast and, and hear that part of the of the discussion. We could have well. edited that into a brand new yeah. show. Yeah, that's good stuff, <laughs> right, Bo? Mayor's got a lot of uh, uh, insight, no, he... the background of everything that happened uh, there in Ferguson and. You know, comparing it to what we see now. Can you can you imagine the? Um, I mean, just just think of how much sleep we've lost through this last several, you know, last twelve months. Can you, I, I can't even imagine the sleep he lost mm-hmm. uh, uh, during during twenty fourteen. That mm-hmm. just. I, but thank but thankful that we have you know people like that to stand up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and and try and create some calm but anyway good stuff man thanks yeah. for connecting him yeah you bet you bet we'll have to get him back on because there's uh there's so many more things to talk about <laughs> we've to, talked to him for 42 him. minutes and i know there's still more and yeah and i mean we haven't even <laughs> seriously we haven't even uh uh gotten past the tip of the iceberg uh so thank you so much for listening to the podcast exclusive we'll see you back here next week for more second amendment radio and the great outdoors i'm tony colombo For producer Carl Middleman and my partner, Bo Matthews, see you next week. See you, boys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.